Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Notice with me the book of excuse me, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Based on what I've just read to you, our theme for 2021, as well as my subject for tonight, is trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. Trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your presence in this sanctuary tonight. We pray that you will minister to your people tonight. Father, we thank you for a wonderful 2020, how you blessed us tremendously. And Father, we look forward to bigger and better for 2021. We look better, we look forward to trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. How you gonna unpack that for us? How you gonna speak life into us? How are we gonna learn how to trust and, and find ways that we're not trusting properly and, and learning how to trust in the Lord wholeheartedly? Father, I pray for the people of God. They have been so good, Father. They have been precious and we pray for them. Father, I ask you to bless them in a mighty special way, God. Father, you did, you, they've been They've been faithful, God. They have been loyal. And, Father, I pray that you will bless them based on their faithfulness and their loyalty. And we bind the enemy right now that would try to stop what Jesus is doing in this sanctuary. And we pray that you would just have your way this evening, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. 2020 has, has been and continued to be a year of divine revelation. The Lord has revealed himself as our omniscient guide and all that he is, all that he, all that he is as a all-knowing, all-present, and all-powerful God. We, of course, we, our theme scripture was John 16 and 13. And I don't, you don't have to get it. I'll read it to you. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. As we looked at that scripture, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide us. He's been teaching us. He's been instructing us. He has been influencing us and directing us into what? All truth. Not some truth, but all truth. That truth which is free from error. For he would not speak on his own authority. Of course, we know that God is a God of authority. He just doesn't tell you, the Holy Spirit is not, he doesn't tell you just anything. He tells you what he hears, he's going to speak that. And of course, he has told us things to come. I truly believe as we have followed the omniscient God, one of the things he has cut back on and helped us not to be fearful. I truly believe that he has caused us not to be fearful or operate in anxiety. I have seen many of us as we have followed the omniscient God, you, uh, you have not been fearful or operated in anxiety. And I always, I've seen people who have not been following the omniscient God because they've been fearful, they've been operating in anxiety and so forth. 
Now, when many of us have truly believed that 2020 has been a year that God has revealed divine revelation to us as it's related to truth. Truth concerning ourselves. Truth concerning the church. Truth concerning the saints and especially the world. But you know what? One truth that has been truly uh, beneficial to us is to see where we are in our walk with Christ. That's helped us to correct things, to straighten things out, to do better in our walk with Christ. Because one of the things we've learned when you follow the omniscient God, you got to be the first partaker. You got to be the one that follows the God first before you can ask others. There's no way I can ask you to follow uh, follow the omniscient God if I'm not following the omniscient God. Follow me as I follow Christ. Most importantly, truth in his word, it shows us how faithful and committed he is in the midst of a pandemic, civil unrest, political uproar, and not to mention the personal things that are going on in our household. See, one thing we never can, even though things are going on around us, we always got to make sure we take care of the house. Take care of what's going on in your house. You know, it's amazing that people were, will be so quick to look at the world, but stop looking at their own household. What's going on in your household? What's that going on in your own household? Many of us have testimonies that we've shared and heard from others how God has been the one that we can really rely on during this entire time and continues to be one we can rely on. Bigger is here and bigger is coming. Better is here and better is coming. And I think what I want to commend you and I want to celebrate all of us in this sanctuary, especially you who continue to follow me as I follow Christ. We all we got all got areas to grow. But let me personally thank you. Let me thank you for all that you've done. Let me thank you for your giving. Let me thank you for your praying. Let me thank you for your uh, worshiping. Let me thank the musician. Let me thank the praise team. Let me thank the choir. Let me thank you, the help team. Let me thank you that continue to do the backpack program. Let me thank you, continue to uh, do maintenance around the church. I mean, that's just a whole gamut of things that you have continued to do despite what is going on in the world. Thank you for your Lord and commitment to Jesus, his word, his church, and his leadership. I'm grateful and humbled to lead such a great church and God-fearing people. And I, I, I commend you, look for bigger, look for better. And, and even in 2021, look for God to do his word. So we look in, in the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, him being Jesus, and he shall direct your paths, not just one path, but your paths. And like this, trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. A key word in that word in this particular, uh, our theme is trust. Trust can be defined as the ability to rely on, place confidence and security in a person, an idea, or a situation. We know that Jesus is the one we can truly rely on. 
I'm telling you, he, he never failed. He, he never leaving nor forsake you. He can be truly relied on. And the more you know about Jesus, the more you can trust him and rely on him. You know, God has never failed a situation or a circumstance. We may not like what God does every time, but we know he has our best interest in mind. You know, God can stir up some stuff and make things better after he stirred it up. You know, because that's why all things are working together for our good, because we love God and we're called according to his purpose. Why? Because we trust him. He has and continues to do the work that demonstrates reliability from his birth, his ministry work on earth, his death, and his resurrection. How many thank God for the resurrection? I mean, that resurrection is, well, we, if it weren't for the resurrection, we would not even be here on a New Year's Eve night. He provide for us his Holy Spirit that many of us know him to be the one that we can depend on daily to be the one true all-knowing God. We can deem a person trustworthy when we can boldly speak on his or her ability to say or act in a certain matter. When I say boldly, courageously, showing the willingness to take risks. And I believe that trust is a trait that we at times expect and desire to see in others too quickly to the point that we may allow ourselves to get in a vulnerable situation that either hurts us or hurts others. What do I mean by vulnerable? To be susceptible to a physical or emotional attack or harm. The hurt can be mental, it can be emotional, it can be physical, and even spiritual. Now, I don't know about you, but I know there are probably some people that have been hurt, but hurt because we have placed too much trust in people too quickly. We have placed too much trust too quickly in individuals. And I, I've been guilty of it. You know one thing when I'm looking at this word trust? I have messed trust up a number of times. I've messed it up. I mean, I have messed trust up. Messed it up. Messed it up. Did it wrong. Didn't do it like the Holy Spirit told me to. And I have messed trust up. And what was interesting about it, when I messed it up, I got mad at the person who I were, who I put my trust in. And the Lord was quickly to remind me, especially when you're dealing with the Holy Spirit, why you get mad at them? I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. Because when you put too much trust in individuals, or uh, too quickly and not being led by the all-knowing God, that can be a problem. That can be a problem. But you know what? I've also messed people up too because they placed their trust in me too soon. And I'll be honest with you, don't trust me before you trust Christ. And because if you trust Christ, he'll teach you how to trust me. Are y'all seeing that? Even my wife, I said, hey, I'm not your God. Don't put that much trust in me because that is too much pressure for somebody to handle. And you don't want people to trust you more than they trust Christ. You don't want that to happen. That's why we can always allow ourselves to become. Now, we can't allow ourselves to become vulnerable when it comes to telling others about Jesus. What I mean by vulnerable? Unguarded. We allow ourselves to become vulnerable when it comes to telling others about Jesus. Before I go, let me say this to you. I've thought about this before 
when it comes to being vulnerable. You can be in a school setting and become vulnerable. You can be in a work setting and become vulnerable. You can be in a business environment and you can become unguarded or vulnerable. You can be in a political setting, a church, even a church, and become vulnerable. That's why when people talk about church hurt, you know they put they, they, they trust too much in the church and not more in Jesus. Because there's not no such thing as a perfect church. That's why you, you read when Paul wrote the letters to the churches, he was there to correct the churches. You know why? Because they had problems. In fact, Corinthians had two letters written to them because they had a lot of issues going on. First Corinthians and second Corinthians. And so when you see stuff like that, you understand that churches have issues they have to deal with. And so when people put all their trust in saying the church did this, that, and the other, you need to make sure that you're not putting too much trust in the church. Not only that, we need to understand how important it is for us to guard our heart. Go to Proverbs 4 and 23. I know we're in Proverbs 3, but let's go over to 4 and 23. The Bible says this, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, in my opinion, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier. When it comes to being vulnerable for our faith, faith means our beliefs and convictions in God's written and revealed word. And sharing our testimony, we should lead others to Jesus Christ. That's why it's essential that we get comfortable in sharing our story with others. See, when people share Jesus based on Revelation 12 and 11, let's go to Revelation 12 and 11. Revelation 12 and verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, when I share about his testimony, how he's been good to us, and this is what you need to understand. What I mean about sharing your testimony, share how God has healed your body. Share how God has delivered you. Share how God has been a way maker. See, don't nobody know that better than you. See, I can tell you that God's a way maker, but you got, some of us got personal testimonies about how God is a way maker. You know, you didn't know what you gonna do and God showed up. Listen, He showed up and showed out in your life. He showed up and He got you out of that situation. And I don't know about you, you ain't lived long enough till you got out of a situation and you look back and wonder how you got out of it. How'd I get out of this? Oh, it had to be the Lord. It couldn't have been your intelligence because your intelligence got you into it. See, when you start leaning on your own understanding, that can get you in trouble. Because why? You are limited in what you know. That's one of the things we need all to understand. We are limited in what we know and what we understand. So when we say we're depending on God as our way maker, we say, God, if you don't get me out of this, I'm not getting out of it. And sometimes we need to thank God for his protection. I've been talking about his protection ever since we got started. Listen, you know God has been protecting us all year long. 
He protected us. Listen, I thank God how he protected us in 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- y'all know what happened in 2017? That's, that's why you know you're being protected. Because he protected you so good, you don't remember the tragedies and the stuff that happened to you in 2017. You know God protected you in 2018. Because when you were riding down the road and all of a sudden, God protected you. And you know God protected you in 2019 because you were challenging your body and the doctor said this, that, and the other, but God protected you. They said in this in 2020, you were going to do this, that, and the other, but God protected you. He is a protector. He's one who calls us to prosper. Boy, he has called some of us to prosper. Thank God because we keep giving and he keeps causing us to prosper. He calls us better to take place in our lives. Listen, things are getting better. We're thinking better. We're thinking better than what we thought we would be thinking. And, and, and we have learned to say, hey, you know what? I know what they said here, but I'm thinking better than what I used to. Why? I'm thinking about Jesus. Jesus being good to us. Jesus has been healing us. Jesus has been protecting us. Oh, it's all about Jesus. And I can't lean on my own understanding about this. Because if I start leaning on my own understanding, what the doctors say can bring about fear and anxiety. It can bring about, if I look at what they're saying, I can, I can bring about fear and anxiety. And so i got to make sure I stick with what Jesus is saying. That's why we got to continue to pray and seek ways to share Jesus with others and share with them about how he is a way maker, a protector, a deliverer. He can do the same thing for you. He can do the same thing for your finances. He can do the same thing for your home. He can do the same thing for your family. He can do the same thing for us. In fact, he's still doing it. I thank God he's still doing it. That's why we become vulnerable. It can be favorable for us when we share Jesus with others. But being vulnerable to people who may have questionable motivations or influenced by the by the world and the ideas of the world can be detrimental to us spiritually as well as naturally. If we play, it, it can place us in a situation to be taken advantage of or to experience a level of brokenness that could have been avoided. At times we can reveal too much about self, our resources, our family, and even our church. Not our faith, but our church and our resources and our family. But we can begin to talk more about the dynamics of the church rather than the God of the church. I want, and every, let me say this to you. Any effective church has to have Jesus at the head. He has to be the central focus of that church. If this church is going to be effective, it's got to be about Jesus. Because you can talk about how good the church is, but if people don't experience Jesus, their life not going to be changed for the better. Their life, they, they won't be healed because, see, this church ain't going home with them. This church is not going to work with them. This church is not going to ride up and down the car with them. They need Jesus who will never leave them nor forsake them, and they need to know how he daily loads us with benefits. How he daily blesses us. How he daily watches over us. How he daily does this, that, and the other in our lives. And you got to know that. One of the great things about knowing more about Jesus is when he manifests himself, you know his presence is there. 
You can be in the middle of your job, 2.22 in the afternoon, and God can just show up in your job. You can be at your shopping somewhere, and God can show up in the middle of you shopping somewhere, and his presence be real in your life. You can be shopping somewhere in the middle of the store, and God can just right down there with you. You need to know when Jesus show up in your life. You need to know when God's presence is being manifested in your life. You need to know, listen, OCC won't be there, Pastor Dallas won't be there, but God will be there. When you're being challenged in your body in the middle of the night and your head is hurt, you need to know a Jesus that can heal your body. Listen, when you're going through a financial challenge, you need to know that Jesus is going to be my resource for this situation I'm dealing with right now. I need to know when he shows up in my life. But there are times when people talk so much about everything else that they miss out on Jesus. Now, examples of revealing too much information can make us vulnerable and others vulnerable. In other words, we can get hurt and we can hurt others spiritually and naturally. For example, somebody can give you, I don't know if you talk to somebody, being my line of work, Sometimes I run across people that give all the family information about that situation. It could be a person you barely know. And they tell you the inside secrets about their family, the dynamics of the relationships and other information about their family. You know more about the inside scoop of their parents, their siblings, their aunts and uncles than you know about them. Because they got a lot to tell you about everybody else but has hardly nothing to tell you about them. I, I've been in a situation where folks, they would tell me everything about what everybody else is doing wrong. And I, and I remember several times I said, well, what you doing wrong now? Because I know good and well. All this good stuff going on, all the people doing great, bad around you, you doing something in the middle of this thing right here. And it's always interesting what they will say. But anyway, on the outside, their lives may look great or may seem like things are going well, but because that person was dealing with something from within, they share all the shortcomings of their families, rather the benefits and blessings of their families, provide their family is the blessing and a benefit. Married folks, married folks, we have to be careful. We can begin to share personal information about our spouses with others, and before we know it, that person will take our weaknesses and use it against us. They cause further trouble in our relationship. Be careful who you share your uh, married information with. In fact, I, I share it with Jesus and whoever the Lord leads me to share it with and nobody else. Because they can use that against you. Don't sh- especially don't share it with family. Oh, God. They will use that against you. Because you've been forgotten about it. Y'all be made up. But as soon as y'all go over to somebody's house where y'all can go, and all of a sudden, they ain't forgot about what you did to their baby. And your baby, 42 year old, and <laughs> work at the warehouse, pumping gas. <laughs> but anyway, church folks, we gotta be careful. We have to be extremely careful because we can become disgruntled, unhappy with our sisters and brothers in Christ, leadership, and even our pastor, and people that God will send us to witness to the light. We can begin talking about our troubles in the church. That people who are in trouble may not even come to the church. But understand this. Again, I, I said this earlier. I want to say this to you again. Most churches got some situations they deal with. 
That's why Paul wrote the letters he did. First, Second Corinthians, he wrote the letters to Ephesians, he wrote the letters to the different churches because every church had problems they were dealing with. Even the book of Revelation, he said, I wish you were not either hot or cold. I mean, he was just talking to churches because churches had issues. So no church going to be perfect, but that's why he sent the letters to correct the issues so in turn we can better minister to the members in the church as well as the community. As we get better, we should be able to better, better minister to the church members as well as the community. At times we have placed our confidence or trust in people not understanding that they are spiritually or naturally ready to receive such a responsibility. And when I mean about responsibility, the quality of a person will be trusted to do what is expected. Was that person ready to carry our burdens? Were they dealing with their own burdens and looking for help, but walked away more overwhelmed when they encountered us? We need to be faith-filled believers. You may wonder, why am I spending so much time about trusting this situation? Because we need to understand being vulnerable and being hurt can affect the way we trust our Savior. Because when you start to take human standards to trust Jesus, you're messing up. When you start start taking human standards to trust our Savior, then you're messing up. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit in learning how to trust Jesus. Because you can't take that old mindset into trusting Jesus. That old mindset could be, if they do me wrong, I'm not going to trust them anymore. I'm telling you something, Jesus going to do some stuff you're not going to understand. And you still got to trust him in the midst of not understanding it. You know how we, some of us used to cut folks off. I ain't going to lie, some of us probably still do cut folks off, but that's nothing, nothing wrong with that. Because if we tell you to cut them off, you got to cut them off. But see, you can't cut Jesus off We you don't understand what he's doing. Can you imagine if Abraham would have cut, Abraham would have cut Jesus off because he, Jesus did not tell him where they were going? I've been to take you somewhere, Abram. Where we going? I'm just going to show you. They keep walking. I'll show you where to go. And Abram could have gotten mad and said, hey, I ain't following you because you ain't showing where we're going. You can't. See, Jesus ain't like that. God would take you to the place because we walk by faith and not by sight. God would tell you to give something when it's your last. And you got to trust him in the process. You can't take human values and human way of trusting into trusting Jesus. Because God would tell you to pray at times when you say, well, God, I need for you to do something. I need for you to trust me in this situation. And that's how God is. You're going to build a relationship with him. You have to trust him when it don't seem like you should. Because some things he, listen, we ask God to move on the situation, and God ain't going to move as fast as we want him to. I, that, I, I learned that from the Bible, but I also learned it from firsthand experience. You remember when John, they had prayed for years to have a child. And when it, when it was God's timing, though, the angel showed up and everything. You, you finna have a, a, a son. But you know what? God got so upset. The angel got so upset. Actually, it was God, really. They got so upset with John, he kept his mouth shut for, we know, at least over nine months. And John still came back and trusted him. You got to understand something. God will put you in situations where you cannot use human values in order to trust him. 
I mean, this is, this is the Bible. And we all learn it. This is, listen, we're going to talk about this, and we may talk about 2021, but listen, this is a lifelong process. You got to learn how to trust Jesus. Lifelong. Lifelong. Some of us have been with Jesus for years, and God could put you in a situation. You're like, God, I thought you, we were further along than this. Because you got to trust him. Got to trust him. This is Pastor Dobbs. I got to trust him. I got to trust him. You got to trust him. Everything that's going on in the world, we still got to trust Jesus. We Race attention. You still got to trust Jesus. Folks can go in the store and they don't have a mask on. Who you trust? I'll let that sink in there for a moment. I'll let that marinate for a moment. Because if not, you'll be so concerned about them not wearing a mask, you don't believe in the protection that you have that comes from God. You follow me here? Protection. You got to trust them. You got to trust them. It can be difficult to embrace our thing, trusting the Lord wholeheartedly, if we don't unpack and not some of our own trust issues. I deal with trust issues. You may not deal with them, but your neighbor might deal with some trust issues. Sometimes people put up guards with certain people in certain situations without even realizing it. We can judge matters by putting a lot of effort into it because how we respond to it and react to certain situations. We start judging stuff. We don't even know what the situation is. Jesus is our great example when it comes to teaching us about trusting man over trusting God. Let's go to John 2 and 24. John 2 and 24. Jesus did not place his confidence in man. How you know, Pastor? He told us. John 2, 24 and 25. But Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. And had, and had no need that anyone should testify of man. See, but Jesus did not commit or place his trust in them because he knew, he was aware of, he understood all men. He goes on to state further, they had, had no need that anyone should testify or be a witness of man, for he knew what was in man. See, the Lord is instructing us, I made man. So I know their strength as well as their weaknesses and their frailties. No need of telling God about man, for he knows man better than any human. And he wants us to trust Jesus, and then God will teach you how to trust man. See, it's, when we learn how to trust Jesus, he'll teach us how to trust man. See, we strive to focus in on testifying, telling others you can trust him, him or her. But really, we should be testifying about I trust Jesus. And Jesus is saying, this is how I want you to trust this man. I'm going to talk a little bit more as we go into this. We must strive daily to follow, allow our omniscient, all-knowing God to lead and influence us and instruct us on how to build a trust relationship with God first, most importantly, First of all, and those around us, he will direct us on how much to trust. 
how long to trust, in what area to trust, what to trust with. Is this a good business deal or not? What information to trust? Should I give my heart to this person or not? And so on. Let me say that to you again. I want you to get that. He will direct us on how much to trust. Because sometimes we put too much trust where God didn't tell us to put it in. Sometimes he'll tell us what area to trust them in. Lord, I need for you to trust them in this area right here. Don't take them to this area and don't take them to that area. But just trust them in this area right here. Stay in the lane and don't trust them over here. Don't trust them over there. But you know how we are. We can get emotional and we start trusting people over here and trusting over there. And next thing we know, we hurt. We mad. We ready to fight. We ready to, hey, I know they can't. You know, it's amazing to me. I, this is just a side note. The number of people that will post stuff on social media, like it's a secret, and they get mad when somebody comment about it. Then I, I don't get it. I, y'all had to may help me with that. But, and then they act like when they put it on there, they, they expect, they, they trusted that people will give them good comments. But not everybody going to give you a good comment. <laughs> I'll leave that there. Hallelujah. Sometimes we can trust people with too much information. Give them the information the Holy Spirit tells you to give them and don't give them anymore. Don't give them anymore what God told. Listen, whatever he tells you to do, tell them that, but don't tell them anymore. Sometimes we've been telling stuff, folks, folks stuff that really we shouldn't be sharing with other people. And you have to be careful about that. Sometimes we'll spend so much time getting mad at the person or the organization instead of getting with the Holy Spirit and seeing where we miss the mark or misjudge the person or the situation. If we're not careful, we're bringing that same way of thinking, talking into our relationship with Jesus as well. See, trust is vital to a productive relationship. What do I mean a relationship? A connection, a bond, or a union. To have long-lasting and productive relationship, I believe that it requires time, investment, resources, sacrifices, self-denial, and our ongoing work to establish a strong bond. In order for your relationship to be fruitful or increase or to grow, it's an ongoing relationship, ongoing work. Ongoing. Ongoing. It takes time to build relationships. It takes time to build trust. And Jesus knew this. That's why Jesus came on the earth. He spent three and a half years with the disciples, and he built a relationship with them. He built and said, hey, this is far enough. Now, Jesus could have stayed longer. He could have came earlier. But he chose them three and a half years to build the trust he had with them. And you know what? He said, either you trust me or you don't. I'm out of here. He didn't spend it more than what time that he had spent with them. Now, some of us are trying to spend time. Listen, Lord, don't trust me. Let me spend some more time with him. Let me spend some more time with him. Hey, when the Holy Spirit say cut him off, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. Now, when you do like God tells you to do, it's well worth it. Especially when you have people that believe in you have your best interests at heart during good times and difficult times and being led by the Holy Spirit in dealing with you. I thought one of the greatest things when I was 
that can happen in my life is when you have the Holy Spirit and you deal based on how the Holy Spirit tells you to deal with me. Watch this. You're not basing it on emotions. You're not basing it on how you feel. You're not basing it on what you think is right or wrong. You're saying, how does the Holy Spirit want me to deal with Pastor Dobbs? Because I can't get caught up in how I feel about this situation. I've got to be led by my all-knowing God. Because you know how we are? We like our emotions to tell us how we're going to relate to folks. We like how we feel about this situation to tell us how we're going to relate to folks. We need the Holy Spirit to be our guide in the situation. And it's good to have the Holy Spirit be led by the Holy Spirit in dealing with us. When you're blessed to be in a relationship that is constantly growing in spiritual and natural ways, your confidence and security begins to shift from living in fear of being hurt and desert to having a hope in the future. If we want to have a fruitful relationship with God, we're going to have to place our will and desires on the side and seek him first. We have to train ourselves to deny ourselves. Just like Luke 9 and 23 tells us to do. Let's go to Luke 9 and 23. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny to lose oneself, self-interest, and so, and so forth, himself, and take up his cross, his suffering, his punishment, his trials daily, and follow me. Jesus boldly, when it tells us to really build a relationship with him, you have to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself. We have to let self go. Be prepared to deal with daily trials. Be, be committed to following him. And when we do, I believe we learn how to consistently give our heart to Jesus rather than so easily giving it to people. We can trust him with the people that he sends in our lives. And what I mean by we can trust him with the people he sends in our lives. See, people going to come and go out of your life. That's just life. People are going to come and go in and out of your life. They will, that's why the Holy Spirit needs, you need to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you how to deal with the people that go in and out of your life. Not everybody is meant to stay in your life forever. And you have to understand that because we get so attached to people when they start to leave, we get mad at them, but really we should be. The Holy Spirit is teaching us, hey, I need you to let that person go. Then sometimes when people come in our life, we need to be in a situation where we learn how to build relationship with people and always don't be so dogmatic and say, you know what, you're going to hurt me before they even hurt you. Yeah, some of y'all missed that then. Because of our past experiences, we can say people are going to hurt us and they ain't did anything yet. They haven't did anything because of our past experience. Remember, if you're going to really tell others about Jesus, you can't base it on what your past experiences. You got to be able to lead by the Holy Spirit in dealing with people. And sometimes God's going to have you going out on the limb and dealing with people. So in turn, uh, you can learn how he felt when he went out on the limb with you and you kind of push him to the side. So sometimes he'll get you going out because remember, it's not about you. 
It's not about you. I know because we want to feel good in every relationship. That ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. Did I hurt y'all feelings about that? Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Not everybody like Jesus. And Jesus had their best interest in mind. So you know if they didn't like Jesus. Sometimes G will have you help people, help people, and help people, and you think they're going to do right, and they're going to walk out on you. And Jesus is going to look at you and say, well, go and help somebody else. Well, I, I can't help nobody. I, I can't put myself in all this. And then they hurt me. I don't want them to hurt me again like that. You think Jesus gonna, Jesus do it all the time. Jesus do it all the time. He go and help people. He put a roof over people's head. He feed people every day. And they don't even acknowledge him in all their ways. Some people don't even say grace over their food. And you know, good, listen, they go through a drive-thru, they cook nothing, they, they got their food in five minutes. Saw a store, whipped in there, five minutes later, they had some french fries in their, in their mouth, eat them, and didn't even tell God, thank you for that fry. Put some little ketchup on it and a little salt, and still didn't tell God, thank you. How much time did it take them to do all that? Five minutes, but didn't tell God, thank you. And you think God be looking at you sometimes like, well, you know what? I don't want them to get hurt. No. You got to learn how to help people, y'all. Helping people sometimes is not going to be about you helping people. It's going to be about you trusting the God who's helping the people. That's going to hurt. I know it is because it hurt me. I be, can I tell you can I tell, tell y'all real quickly? Sometimes I've got upset with folks, y'all. Mad. Angry. Because I helped them, and it seemed like they just walked away. Took what I gave them and just walked away. And I don't know if they even told me thank you about it. I don't know if they even said, oh, appreciate you, Rev. Nothing like that, bro. They just took off. And I looked at them some kind of way. And I said, you know, I, I, told, I told God this more than one time, and it don't work. I tell you, I told, don't make the mistake I make. God, I ain't helping nobody else. God, I'm not going to do this for nobody else. No, I ain't giving nobody else no more money. I ain't giving nobody else no more food. I ain't giving nobody else nobody this, that. I ain't helping nobody. And you know, God will let you rant and rave. And then he'll tell you, now go help so-and-so. God, didn't I just tell you? <laughs> you know, but that's how God is, though. But see, G's been doing this for years, y'all. I laugh sometimes because I know uh, I watch the world try to tell people how to act. And I say, ooh, God been trying to tell people how to act for years. They ain't listen to him, so I know good and well. <laughs> this is the law's cause. I mean, it's real. They say, I want you, I want everybody, this, this is Richard Dodd. Look, give, give me just a moment. I'm about, I'm about to, I want everybody to wear a mask. <laughs> I want everybody to get saved. I know this. <laughs> If they ain't getting saved, if they ain't going to church on Sunday, it's their best. It's for listen, it's for their best interest. <laughs> Woo! It's for their best interest to get to know Jesus. It's for their best interest to get saved. It's for their best interest to pray. It's for their best interest to give. And so, if they won't do what Jesus tell them to do, who in the world think that everybody gonna do what the world tell them to do? This is my opinion about it, though. I don't really know. But I want people to be delivered. 
I want people to know Jesus. I want people to understand that God got their best interest at heart. And God wants to help people. I mean, God really wants to help people. He really does. And you know what? What? Look, can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? Look, everybody look right here. God's not coming down to do it. You know who he's going to use? Look to your right. Look to your left. Look behind you. Now, I would say look in front of you, but you know I'm already, I already am out there on the, on the carpet already. He going to use you to help people. He going to use you to tell others about Jesus. He going to use you to help other people. Why? To show his love. And you got to trust him when you start helping people. Because you start trusting, if you start leaning on your own understanding, boy, you'll get mad. You're going to be angry. And you're going to say, oh, I know good and well. I helped these folks and then they did that. Da, 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 da. I know it. I felt the same way too. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's why the Lord would trust, because people come in and out of your life. He's got to teach you how to do that. Now, we're not going to have time to really go into this. We're going to finish uh, taking on Sunday. But I want to just give you just a little bit of this. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6, he says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now, Solomon is the author of this particular proverb. Biblical scholars believe that he wrote at a time where there was peace in the land between him and the surrounding nations. It's also known he was at a time where the nation of Israel was really prospering. Now, a biblical proverb can be described as an observation about how life should work. It's also divinely inspired. Proverbs are gently written to express wisdom. They tend to raise questions of values, moral values, behaviors, righteous thinking, talking and acting, how we act, how we think, so forth and so on. Now, I believe that as Christians, we believe that Proverbs are true. And they're beneficial to us in our journey with Christ. So when when Solomon wrote this particular Proverbs, think about this. He wrote at a time where there was peace in the land. He was prospering. Things were going well. He said this, we got to trust the Lord. Trust in what? All of our heart. Trust him. We got to put confidence in him. We got to have a surety in him. We have to be bold in him. We have to be feel secure in Jesus. We want to feel safe in Jesus. With all of our heart, all of our understanding, all of our thinking, all of our inner man, all of our mind, all of our emotions, and all of our discernment. We want to trust in God. Trust in him. And not lean on our own understanding. Because sometimes you can get in a situation where you think you really understand some things. It's not going to work out that way. So notice his instruction here. He says, trust, rely on, and place confidence in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't find security. Don't find support in your own understanding. 
Why? Because we are limited in what we know. We're limited. I wish I could lean on my understanding, but I can only lean for so long. And that's why we can start leaning uh, or trusting or relying on our own understanding, and we can get away with it for a while. But after a while, it's going to run out on you. It's going to run out on you. You can be in the middle of your job, it'll run out. You can be in a relationship, you just run out of words. I thought I knew the words to say, but then you say something, and I say something different. Your finances could possibly run out. It, you could be in a situation where you don't, you think you know what to do, but after a while, you realize it's more complicated than what I thought. What? You run out. Yes, your own understanding. Whatever you are understanding, eventually you're going to run out. That's why you can't lean on it. You can't lean on it. I, I tell you, you can't lean on your own understanding. I don't care how much you know, sooner or later, you're going to run out. There's going to come a problem in your life, you're going to run out. You're going to run out. You can't rely on it. It's good for a minute, but after a while, you're going to run out. No matter how much I pray, no matter how much I study scripture, I still run out. I've got to get in his presence more. I've got to study more. I've got to, listen, it don't matter how much, it don't matter what you do in life, eventually you're going to run out. I don't care how much you raise, you can raise five children, each child going to be different. And one day they're going to, you're going to run out. It worked for one child, you try to say thing on that second child, they just look at you. Well, it worked for your brother and your sister, they just kind of look at you. Well, it ain't working on me. <laughs> And they'll tell you too. It ain't, I don't tell you with their eyes. It ain't working right here. It ain't working right here. Just run out. And that's life. God never meant for you to depend on yourself to do everything. He wants you to trust in the Lord. Trust Him. I know. I don't know. I can't do it the way I want to do it. Trust Him. Trust Him. And when you trust in the Lord wholeheartedly, with sincerity, and the truth is going to work out for you. It's going to work out for you. It's going to work out for you. How many believe God's going to work it out for you? Hallelujah. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.